Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Candy Fox Show. I am your host, Candy Fox, and tonight we have model Skip Robinson joining us. Now, Skip, is that your real first yeah. name on your birth certificate? My real first name on my birth certificate is Frank, but uh, Frank, I have okay. To, uh, yeah, we're trying to keep that between us. I'm actually Frank the Third. Okay, that's. We'll keep that between me and our 765,000 listeners. That, that's okay there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, um, so for those audience. of us just joining us, I wanted to real quick um, to get into the chat room. If you are having issues, you probably need to create a free account, go into settings, and check to make sure you can see adult content because technically anything over PG-13 is considered adult by Blog Talk Radio. And because I say fun words like fuck, I cannot be PG-13. So there you go. Now, this is funny. Skip and I met through, you remember? BB. That's right. Yeah, yeah. BB Black, who is amazing. Um, yeah, she's yeah. going to try to call in tonight. Absolutely, uh, who is absolutely amazing. And so she's like, "Hey, you 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 got to talk to this this new model." And so Skip and I start talking back and forth, and I realize, "Oh my God, you like horses." I love horses. Now, when did you first become interested in horses, or are you like me and it's just been always? It's been always, you know, I was thinking, I was kind of prepping for this and I don't want to make it too scripted, but I was kind of thinking back to that very question. And I remember being in, I think it was probably kindergarten and maybe you've even done this, but um, to uh, an art class, you would just trace your foot and that would, that would be like the body of the horse. And then you have legs and a head, a neck and a head on it and a tail and you'd have a horse. Well, that was all my artwork was all horses. And I always, you know, anything horse-related, Gunsmoke, Ponderosa, any of those shows, I, I was there. I was, I was right. in it. You know what I mean? I was, in the, I was in the moment. So I've always I've been a frustrated cowboy. I've always wanted a horse. I've always wanted a, a rifle. I've always wanted a, a good dog. You know, all that cowboy, all the good cowboy stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's just always been kind of a little part of my makeup. I was fortunate in, in that I um, got to be around horses pretty much since birth. Yeah. My my dad um, was a farrier trainer, and he had me on horseback before I was walking or crawling. So. That's the best way. 
I grew up in the South. (laughs) Although I've been slacking lately, so. uh... Well, hopefully we'll fix that. You got you got to fix that. Um, I need my son and I used to go riding a good little bit, but it was always trail riding here. So I've never really just been able to get out and ride ride like I like to ride. We went to Wyoming a couple years back and. did a lot of really no joke cowboy riding and roping, and I learned more probably in a week than I learned in my whole life um, about you know cowboying from from mending fences to shoeing horses to building saddles to neck reining to like I said the other day using wow. my legs, all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah, the cool yeah, thing about it, it is it um, when, when you have a properly trained horse and a properly trained person, you don't even need your hands. You can use your leg pressure and your body language to um, make the horse, you know, do, do what it needs to do. So it's really cool. Um, now, have you gotten to go on like, I know you didn't get on a lot of trail rides here, but have you been like on a cattle drive or anything? Like, I've always wanted to go on that. Like, probably yeah, no, since I'm I've not in great shape a- right now, it wouldn't be like a big one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, and I'm still going to try and bring this together. We were supposed to go back out to Wyoming and uh, and go through um, like a breeding, you know, branding and breeding. When you know when they start dropping calves and they start branding them, you got to do right. a lot of roping and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, common sense, uh, real useful kind of cowboy work that needs to be done. So that's the right. next yep. thing on my. I mean, I, I like to. I don't like to say that I have a bucket list, but I guess I kind of do because I, I really would like to uh, to to get in on a branding. And they have the uh, the chuck wagon and the the whole you know the the bonfires at night and the whole bit. So uh, I would totally you know, love to have. Work, you, yeah, I would totally love to have a chuck wagon rig uh, at some point and do the cooking contest. Yeah. yeah. I could yeah. come along and That's do the okay. cooking while you do the branding because I mean I can ride and shit, well, but I'm not coordinated enough yeah, to no. do the rope. I would just fall on my ass and, you know, fall off the horse and, you know, no. You got to tie up the wrong end. You got to, well, no, I have, I have like, um, I have vertigo now. I never had vertigo as a kid and I have vertigo really bad now. So, um, I probably couldn't, unless it was a really good day, I couldn't spend hours in the saddle because I'd spend like an hour or two in the saddle and then just fall over with vertigo. So, yeah. <laughs> plus, okay, yeah, that won't work. Here's, here's something that you'll uh, appreciate. <clears throat> Only a few of us know what it feels like to get off a horse after we've been on it for like four or five hours. Oh yeah, yeah. And you still feel like yeah, you're on the horse for like two hours. Yeah, and you're instantly bow-legged. You instantly walk like a, walk like a cowboy. It's um, yes, but it's a it was great really funny to me to ride. Up. I love that feeling. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right, and and actually, our mutual love of horses is how Cole Stratham was born, which um, Skip is Cole, and he's going to launch my Twisted West series. Um, yeah, Cole, Cole's Hunger is the name uh, the name of the book we're working on, and so we're working on some some special stuff. And Skip loves getting Cole in trouble, so all the trouble that he gets into, y'all can thank Skip for later. <laughs> <laughs> Cole's, Cole's going to live the life that I wish I could have lived in, in some ways. I'm not going to say it every way. Um, That's good because yeah, I was about to be honoring and go, what, you want to screw everything in sight? Because Cole's kind of a – Cole, Cole's kind of a hussy. He's kind of a hussy. gets him in trouble. It gets him, it gets him in a little trouble, but he, he means well. Let's just say that if Cole wasn't a Texas Ranger, he might be a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's it. Maybe, maybe that'll be the next cover. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I have an MC series. Hmm. A motorcycle yeah, gigolo guy. That might be interesting. <laughs> all right. Um, we do have a couple people that we've had on hold for a while. So let's take our yeah. first question, and then we'll go back to take in some calls. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm um, going to uh, call out an area code and then bring you on and ask who you are. So 580, you are on the air with us. Who, are we, who am I speaking to? This is CJ Daisy. Well, hello, CJ Daisy. How are you, baby girl? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Oh, my God. I love your accent. Where are you from? Oh, Lord. Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. I live in yeah. Oklahoma. All right. Shut up. But I don't have an accent. I'm jealous. You don't, you don't have an accent, do you? Well, I'm, from, I'm from Indiana. Now, my husband's here oh. from Oklahoma. He, he was born in Broken Arrow, and we're in Tulsa now. Where, whereabouts are you? I'm down by uh, the Texas Oklahoma border, down by the Red River. Oh, okay. We go down. I'm way down, past, like in central well, South Oklahoma. I'm like, it's like in no man's land. It's okay, really now bad. is it anywhere near like where we would go from Tulsa to Dallas? Because we go, we yeah. do that a lot. I have a friend. Okay, so I have a friend that has a restaurant in Dallas. Uh-huh. Um, she's an executive well, chef. So, you know, Dallas is closer to me than Tulsa is. I'm not even close to Dallas, and I do Tulsa. Well, then you'll like so, some of my books, definitely, because I write them in Dallas. So, do you have a question for Mr. Skip? Or, or, or Cole, or Cole, either one, or both? Well, you know, he answered my frustrated cowboy question. I was going to ask him why hashtag that, but he answered that. So, um, my, I, I guess my next question, yes, you did. I listened. Um, what, what made you decide to go into this line? Like, Modeling is like what made you go into the the romance book type modeling thing? Um, that's a, actually a very great question. So, without giving you too much information, I, I was into bodybuilding for years. I'm a pro bodybuilder, but I don't compete anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But I still train like it. I still train, you know, six days a week, and I I, tra- I like to train hard, but I like to have a focus, something to to hook me to to train towards. I like a I like a, a goal, and um, so I just kind of stumbled into fitness modeling, and then it kind of, it just by kind of surveying the landscape, it looked like the romance novel book cover thing was kind of a big sub-market, if that's even a term, mm-hmm. so I figured, um, and I, I just told um, Candy I wasn't really big into the bucket list uh, concept, but she kind of put on my bucket list, I wonder if I could get on the cover of a daggone book. So I worked with a local I think you're going uh, to. photographer. Huh? I, I hope I so. think you're getting ready I think, to. I think, a, I think we are. I think we are. And I'm excited for that. And I can't wait to shoot with Golden for that with uh, Candy's kind of oversight and vision. So we make sure we get exactly the right right uh, cover and look that she's, that she's got in her mind. But um, – I got with a local photographer, and, you know, of course I shot cowboy pictures, because why? Because that's what I like. Um, I shot cowboy pictures, West, you know, Western stuff, and then we shot the um, we shot the kind of paramilitary. We actually did that in my backyard. Um, but I did that with the idea that, you know, maybe I'll just put them out there and, you know, show a little bit of versatility, 
and then I booked a shoot with uh, with Reggie, and Reggie's much more um, in line with the the book cover industry. So he kind of he kind of tweaked and and kind of focused me more on that biker look and and uh, a little bit of uh, cop you know cop detective plain clothes, not much clothes, mm-hmm. wearing a badge and handcuffs kind of look. Um, so I kind of have a little bit of that in my background, and then that's I think when Dee maybe saw some of my pictures and. I'm, and I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. Said, hey. Did you say you were going to handcuff me? Yeah. Okay, just make I sure. I did, but uh, this is R-rated, right? We, we can we can go down. <laughs> I can say anything I want, and I usually do. So I have been I'm known sorry. to have orgasm contests on this show. Just saying. Oh, okay. I'm hanging um, up now. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, I'm hanging out. Well, Bye. <laughs> Bye, CJ. I lost my train completely, but I think you got the point. I think I answered your question. I really got into this. I uh, kind of stumbled into it, but the reason behind it was I really wanted something to continue to push my training towards. I needed something to kind of um, give me a goal to just continue training because that's really what I like to do work out. I'm kind of stuck in workout mode and I might as well work out for something. So kind we're, of, we're talking kind about really your goal. Um, let's take a call yeah. from 240. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. Can you hear? Hi. I can. Um, Who are we talking to? You're talking to Skip's sister, Cindy. <laughs> Oh, oh, are we in trouble, Skip? Because, you know, he told you we're going to be bad, right? No. Did he warn you about me? I have no filters. Uh, no, it, it's all good. I am I am a blue-haired white girl with zero filters, just FYI. <laughs> sounds like sounds like you'd be a good friend of mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> are you going to tell us stories? Are you going to tell us a good story about him or something? You know, actually, I, I did not... Uh, no, yeah, there are there are tons of stories. I guess I no, I just really want to comment. Um, Skip knows I'm his biggest fan, and Aww, um, I love that. so I'm on the, I'm on the line because you know I want to support him. I love him, and I I think it's awesome that what he's what he's always done to just um, he he reinvents himself and he finds new niches and ways to um, like he's saying to stay to stay on top of things, to find something to shoot for. He has all the passion that I did not inherit. Uh, <laughs> so I am, I, understand I, am that. Of, I am in awe of that. Um, live, it, so, live your best life, bro. I love you. We all love you, and we all just support everything that you do. So it sounds like well, to you me, too, Eugene, sir. might be yes, a little bit like uh, uh, Liv and Major. Pardon yeah. me? Yeah, yes. you're a little bit like Liv and Major. You're like more laid back, yes. like Major, and and Liv is more like I gotta get do this twenty four seven. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> you yes. nailed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a cool thing that he's doing, and um, I just I think it's awesome. So I wanted to just call in and wish you all the best, bro. You know we'll be following you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, well, thank you. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't know you were calling in because I would have been twice as nervous. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, at least we haven't said anything really bad yet. No, 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 no. You're doing great. You're doing great, bro. 
<laughs> Not you. to worry. All righty. Hang in. We'll talk right, to you Chris. soon. Aww. Thank you so much. You nice, you're welcome. Nice to meet you over there. It's nice to meet you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Take you're welcome. Care. You too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Well, how sweet is that? You know, that's something I've never asked you. Yeah. Do you have one sibling or do you have more? That's it. I have one That's sister. It? She's 11 months. I think she's 11 months older than me. And uh, yeah, we were pretty. We were pretty close coming up. You know, not not quite twins, but. Wait, pretty, she had the audacity to be older. So <laughs> huh? I said, yeah. wait, she had she the had audacity to be older. It's probably best because at least she had a loose. She she paved she paved the way that I at least knew there there were rules. You know what I mean? She definitely was a, she's the best. Uh, I, I can't even lie. And the twins, oh my God, they love her the best. She's the best aunt of all time. Yeah, for, um, since we've mentioned the twins, we'll go ahead and fill everybody in uh, that's just kind of joining us maybe or listening in later who doesn't know us. Um, Skip is a proud father of 16-year-old twins, uh, Olivia and Ooh. Major, and they are both freaking awesome. I haven't got to talk to them uh, but I've talked through Skip, uh, you know, back and forth for messages or whatever for a few things. And um, they are really awesome kids. It's, I mean, awesome enough that I really think that I need to base those YA characters off them because that their dynamic is just so cool. It is. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you keep talking, but uh, it, it's an experience that is hard to explain, but I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It really is kind of my reason for being. Um, and I already miss them. They're still, you know, three years out from going away to college, but I'm like, man, that's going to be a rough time. It is, but you guys seem close enough that I, that I think that maybe you'll keep in touch more than the average parent slash college kids. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Especially since you're the cool dad that's out, you know, still doing shit. (laughs) Most definitely still doing shit. I got you. I signed up for it, and I'm not going to... Although, you know, um, now, I'm just going to tell you right now, uh, when Olivia gets elected, I expect uh, invitations to the White House. You want a cabinet position? Is that what you're saying? No, man. I just want to come and have dinner and check it out. (laughs) You'll most definitely get an invitation to the White House. I don't think anybody wants me on the cabinet because I'm kind of to the age where I'm like, fuck that, off with their heads. <laughs> <laughs> off their heads, what's for dinner? No, no, I just, no. I just, you know, I get to this, I've, I've always been this, like, super patient, easygoing person in the last five years. I'm like, screw that, off with their heads, I'm done. I'm like, you know. There's that saying that said, not my circus, not my monkeys. Unfortunately, those are usually my monkeys. Yeah, those are my monkeys, however. It's not my circus, but damn it, give me my monkeys back. <laughs> yeah. So, since I have all those monkeys. Yes. All right, now, you have done like 5,389 things, including how many times did you letter in high school? I love it nine times in high school, and it always sounds like like not ten or not, you know, one nine. But we only had three seasons, and when I was in high school, it was 10, 11, and 12. Now middle four years. But when I was in high school, it was 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, so I lettered, you know, all three seasons. 
for three straight years. Yes, and, you know, my, uh, my school had ninth through 12th. So the yeah, freshmen yeah. Were, were put in with the, and I know it I depends think, on the school, whether how they divide it up, like whether it's seventh, eighth, and ninth, yeah. and 10th, 11th, 12th. Yeah. That's okay. You now, what yeah, that's the way I had, sports did you let her in? Uh-huh. Basketball, football, I and. No, I let her in football and indoor and outdoor track. I stopped playing basketball. Indoor and outdoor track. Uh, yeah, indoor and outdoor track. I stopped playing basketball when I got to high school because they had indoor track and it was right on top of basketball season. So nice. Um, oh, we didn't have indoor track like, events, but we did have indoor, outdoor. I play, I did shot put and discus. Oh heck yeah! I watched a guy today. I was watching a little bit of just channel surfing, and there was a track, a, a pro track meet on pro indoor track, which was odd to me. But this kid from kid, grown grown ass man from Arkansas, put a shot seventy six feet, broke the indoor world indoor world record by two feet. Um, it Damn. was a bomb. He, and he, it, it was a bomb. And they had that yellow line like they do. If you ever watch football, they have a yellow line that shows you where the first down line is. So when you're watching TV, you know how far they need to go. Well, they had that yellow line that showed where the world record was, and he just obliterated it. I was like, holy crap. Six, <laughs> seven, 320 pounds. Big Sherry dude. says she loves your sister. And you know what? We didn't get her first name. What is your sister? What is your sister's first name? Cindy. uh, Cindy. Cindy. Cindy Cindy Skip's sister. That is right. Cindy. Cindy Candy. I should have known that. By the way, everybody that doesn't know me, I am horrible with names. I can remember a face I met 40 years ago. Ask me the name of somebody I met yesterday. Yeah, I'm not a great name. name My my brain does not retain names. Also, I'm a geek and used to do a lot of paper and dice like D&D playing. Yes, yes. I could probably yeah, sit down. If I had my character sheet and everybody that was around the table, like a game I played 20 years ago, and everybody sat around the table with their character sheets, I could take a look at everybody's yeah. sheet and tell you where we left off. <laughs> I'm, it's, I, it's just the weirdest things that I remember. I'm like, okay, brain, why can't it be something useful like algebra? Yeah, I get it. I'm totally, I'm totally with you on that. And you have. So Sherry's not going to call in and ask the questions. Go ahead. Then. I don't know if she's going to call her to ask questions or not. Sherry, call and ask questions. There. <laughs> I just want to hear um, what she sounds like. I, actually, I want to talk about your uh, martial arts next. Oh sure. Yep. So, what would you like to know? Um, I mean, I, what what degree? I want you to tell everybody what degree you have, what it's in, and what got you started. Okay. So. I studied Tang Soo Do, which is a very traditional Korean martial art. I was three-quarters of the way to my third level black belt when I got my knee replaced. Um, so, And what got me started, actually, the twins started going before I did. Uh, we took them there because they had before and after, and they flourished in everything. They all, and they kind of always do, but they started doing really well. I had just gotten my shoulder reconstructed. My wife started taking it, and I was happy to just be a sideline cheerleader. I wanted them to have their own thing, do their own thing. And the instructor finally took me into starting training. I said, maybe I'll be ready. You know, my shoulder, I can come in April. And he said, ah, yeah, you'll start Saturday. And so I started that next weekend, and off I went. And uh, it just moved up really fast. It was something I just felt like I could do, and I caught on really quick. And 
moved up pretty fast, fighting, you know, sparring and weapons and, and empty hand forms. Um, I wound up teaching probably as much as I was training there towards the end. So, um, but yeah, martial arts is one of those things that I feel like is kind of inside of me, uh, that I just kind of, it was just kind of dormant. But as soon as I started training, it just all clicked and it all made sense. And it's hard, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like learning a, la- a foreign language. Some people, right. the words just come to them. Other people, other people, they struggle a little bit. I just, yeah, I struggle with a lot of stuff, don't get me wrong, but martial arts was not one of those things. It's very cool. I still but, actually want to learn self-defense. Yeah, so the self-defense aspect of it, especially now, is the one thing that when I walk around, and I'm not walking around looking for trouble, but I kind of have a little bit of peace of mind because I don't feel like, you know, I never feel like I'm vulnerable. You know, I never feel like I'm unarmed. I never feel like I'm going to be at somebody else's mercy. I feel like I can handle it. Yeah, I, I think that um, I kind of felt like that until yeah. uh, the incident, which caused my PTSD. Um yeah. Even though I haven't been formally trained, I grew up with a pretty rough family, so I can handle my own. And I and I had before, uh, because um, when I was in my twenties, a uh, guy was attacking a friend of mine, um, and I literally just adrenaline went through my body, and I grabbed him by the back of the neck and threw him off her and kind of flung him, and he just turned around and clocked me one. He and I just and I just stood there and looked at him like. And what else you got? Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he and all his buddies took off. But you no, know, I have a brother who is a very large man who used to use me as a tackle and a punching bag, so I can take a hit. <laughs> and in that instance, it actually saved somebody from being raped. So oh, there you go. But wait, I think yeah. that I think that the person you requested might be on the line. Let's check it out. Hello, 806. Hello, it's Sherry. Sherry, you skipped. Hey, Sherry, how are you? I'm doing good. She has the giggle. Well, how are you? How are you? How are you feeling about all the press you've been getting lately? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm really, and I'm not, I'm not making this up just because we're on a podcast. I'm so excited to do this. It's not even funny. Um, I'm not really that big of a show off, but I think there's an element of that that I kind of have to, you know, put myself out there. People, you know, I'm, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be on the cover of a book, if you're gonna be a persona, a character in a book, people are gonna want to interact with you and kind of kind of figure out who you are and what you're about so you know I'm certainly more than willing to put myself out there in that way but um so how I'm feeling about it I'm feeling really excited and I feel like um I just you know how people say that things happen for a reason well things have just kind of lined up and come together for a reason to be this character in in a book is almost a little bit surreal for me because it just seems like um almost like martial arts. It's like it's something that's kind of been in me and I'm just enjoying the fact that I get get to have a little bit of uh, involvement in developing this character because it's really uh, it's really exciting. It's very cool. 
I'm excited. Well, I, I know, guess that's the word I've used like 20 times. I know from my end, seeing it, it's been great. And you being so good-natured about it has let us have a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it's got to be fun. Otherwise, who wants to do it, right? Well, yeah. No, <laughs> no I... I love all yeah, of my cover my models, fun. but I have to say that I really enjoy how much you're getting into making coal. And for me, that's totally fun because I love putting elements from the models on the cover into their characters. Yeah. Um, and not, it's, it's yeah. not, to me, it's not just about, okay, I got this picture and I'm going to make this story. To me, it's like, okay, I want to get to know the model. I want to put some of your characteristics in this. Because as a reader, how cool is it to know that some of the real-life elements of the person on the front of the page is in between the pages? Yeah, and as a reader, I think that is just amazing. Well, I thank you. Yeah, I but, I mean, you know, like I said, everybody has been fantastic. But um, you have been – you are – and you still are because we're a long way. We're still making coal. Um, <clears throat> we have so much fun, uh, so many things to do now. Coal – is going to be a panther shifter or for the, those yeah. of us that are old school panther whichever name you prefer i am fine with um that's new for me the yeah old is new for me i've never heard that the old is new for me you haven't heard like where uh like I've werewolf, werewolf and werefox I, I didn't know yeah no I, I only heard werewolf i never knew that was a prefix for he's a shifter cool. of course he yeah. is but i mean i never knew that was just where the root or the prefix comes from. That's cool. And then some of them have other names like Korax, which is a uh, a were crow, pretty much. And then there's the Kitsune, which yes. Cole's mate is actually a Kitsune, and a Kits the Kitsune is a nine-tailed fox, um, and yes. she'll have some special powers. What's happened is for those of you that have read. Um, Twisted Time. This is the book that will take up in the Old West and introduce um, what happened, which actually Skip helped me pick out the name of the event, and we're calling the event Genesis. It, yeah. I don't want to give it away. For those people who haven't read the end of the book, there is a cataclysmic event that happens at the end of that book that launches our series. Well, right. Well, it was a spoiler alert without being a spoiler alert. Sherry, did I do an okay job of not telling them everything? You did a wonderful, you did a wonderful job. Sherry Sherry is, everybody asks me if Sherry is my PA, and I always say no. And they always look at me like, what? Because I call her my WA, which is like my writing assistant. Um, I have um, dyslexia and and a couple of other like weird brain things that happen. And... um, Believe me, the books are so much better because Sherry is there and she understands that. So she can go in and look <laughs> at something and go, okay, Candy, you've twisted this. Is this what you mean? Or whatever. Um, whereas somebody else would just be like, what the fuck, Candace? You know, I have to say yeah. Candace, Candace Marie when I call when I'm talking to myself like that because that's what my mother would do. Candace Marie. What? <laughs> Did your mama oh, do that? Is that when you knew shit hit the fan? Like when your mother said that word that we're not going to use and your middle name? Or did you get a third too? Did you get did you get all the names in the third or was it just I got um no, actually I got Skipper. I got the long Skip. version of Skip. I got Skipper. 
Yeah. And the other thing my mom had the habit of doing was not saying anything, but she could stare at you for a year straight without without blinking. Yeah, now, now you and I are kind of, of a similar age. So did your mother ever tell you, I brought you into this world and I can take you out? Uh, no, my mom never actually said that. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put her in that category. But uh, she, my mother did, and so did most one, of the mothers I know. <laughs> they was just that age. I will take you out. Yeah. No, she never said that. She, the, the cruelest thing she ever did or said was stare at me until I couldn't take it anymore. I, I would <laughs> rather she just hit me or said, or said, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out because the stare was just. It was awful because as a kid, you know how time is way longer anyway. Right. It five minutes seems like an hour. So yeah, she she would just stare at you, and you'd you'd look away from her, and then you would look back over, and she'd still be looking at you. It's like, oh my god. Okay, well, Please well, then, that she, well, that was her equivalent then of just silently telling you, "I'm going to yeah. take you out of this world." <laughs> she was just sitting that brainwave in there. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. So CJ oh. says she has another question. All right. I'll come back to you, CJ. Sherry, honey, I'm going to put you on hold and go back to CJ. Okay. Okay. Is that fair? I don't know how it works. That's fine. All right, Miss Twain. Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh, sorry. Are you going to make fun of me? Are you going to give me shit about my, about my accent? Is that what you're going to do? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I admire your <laughs> accent. I love accents. I'll tell you what. Okay. This if you get me in the room with candy. somebody from Georgia for like, Less than five minutes, and I will start. Ta- I will start talking just exactly like I'm from Georgia, and I just cannot stop. And I had a friend of mine that get really mad at me because I couldn't turn it off, and I just couldn't. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, I have a question. I had a real legitimate question. All right. Um, okay. When when it when can we expect this book? When can I have this book in my in, on my Kindle and in my hand? When? It's going to be. It is going to be September October ish because. I had some other commitments that I had before I met Skip. Um, okay. And actually, I'm bump- I am bumping other books to get Skip's out first, but there were commitments I had, okay. to, had to do. So I'm looking at it definitely September, October this year. Good deal. Okay. It sounds but, good. Thank you. But since Skip is working with me, go ahead. Thank you, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I'll put you back on mute. Um, since, okay. uh, since Skip is working with me, um, we'll share snippets and stuff throughout the book. Um, when we get some good quotes and stuff, we'll we'll make up uh, little oh, cool. teasers for them and stuff, and and little do that. So. Little nuggets, little teaser nuggets. We'll, we'll give them like yeah, little nuggets. Okay. I'll I'll tell you what the first little nugget is. <laughs> I made up special creation of Uh-oh. creatures just to send after Skip. Well, Cole. As the beginning of yeah. the book. So we'll start. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did tell me that, and I, I had a vision I of that. I actually got a visual, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty, actually pretty uh, – Cole doesn't get scared of much, but he's definitely going to be uh, definitely going to be uh, very aware. That's a very cool I, I also I told like him that. we had to write – how many – he also has to ride like 700 miles or something like that. Yes, non-stop. Math problems. It's a <laughs> Chicago at eight in the morning, doing seventy miles an hour. Yeah, so I got a lot of riding to do. But first, I got to get out of my um, 
my predicament. predicament. Yeah, my predicament. That's exactly right. And now, now what could have gotten Cole in a predicament so early? What's got him in a predicament so early? Yeah. Are you quizzing me, or are you wanting me to make something up? Because I don't want to tell. <laughs> I don't want to tell too much. Of <laughs> um, see if you can figure out how to tell it without telling it. Well, I don't know that I know it well enough to not tell it. Um, oh, I will tell you this. Cole's, Cole's little head got him in trouble. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's the common theme. I was I was kind of going to get to that, but I didn't know if that's what you were getting at. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't cold. mean and, and I don't mean little trouble. I mean like T R O U B L E. Yes, yes, all the way through. Yeah, little Cole, little Cole seems to uh to to lead Cole in some some bad get him into some bad situations. We, we are definitely going to have to come up with a fun nickname for little Cole, just to start using as a code word yeah. when we like yeah. so we can mess with people as we write this book. Yes. Well, Horse has a name, and Cole has a name, and Cole's love interest, or better half, or other half, or Vex has a name. So, yeah, his uh, his troublemaker should have a name. It should. Maybe but we can't ask. But we can't ask the twins for that one, so. No, that'll have to I be. I ask uh, the twins all the PG questions. questions. Yeah, no, we, we yeah, can keep the twins the to PG questions. questions. Until they turn yeah, eighteen, yeah. and then all uh, and then all bets are off. Which, which is ironic because some of the stuff they listen to, my son listens to mostly like classical and and more. Um, more I'm sure that he already knows everything that we're talking about, yeah, but as a parent, you don't want to know that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. <laughs> you very well said. I don't, I don't want to know that. I did. I, I, I no. So have you ever seen Meet the, Meet the Fockers? Uh, I have seen Meet the Fockers, and then there's the sequel to it, right? Oh well, yes. Uh, so um, Barbara Streisand, the the, the mom in that particular movie, the sex therapist. Yeah. I would yes. be that type of mom. <laughs> Perfect. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember her. No, I'm I'm serious. I'm I've always been that way with like my nephews and nieces. Um, and they know that they can come to me with a question and that as long as it's not a secret that's going to endanger themselves or somebody else, that I will keep it. Right. And, and they can ask me any question they need to ask me and I will answer them truthfully. Sure. Because, because here's okay. the thing. You want somebody trustworthy answering questions. Yeah. <laughs> And being yeah, real about had, it. We've had that talk. Yeah, yeah. we've had that yeah. talk. And uh, it's funny, though. I think they're almost more uncomfortable talking about it with me than I am with them, if that makes any sense. We we talk about oh, it pretty it, much everything. Perfect. Actually, this was the like, talk that my mother had with me. I think I was like 13 or 14. She's like, you probably know more about sex than I do. And I just bust out laughing. She's like, yeah, okay. And that was the end of our talk. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I was a girl. I read all those romance books. I, I, I like, I, I knew logistically speaking. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you know, you know how how it all goes together. You know how it all works. Right. Right. And and because I had a really ordinary family, I knew you know where babies came from and shit, all, all that good stuff. So there wasn't any like I was going to go out and get in trouble because we didn't have a long farm. talk. Yeah, no. But growing up on a farm has its advantages as far as that goes, knowing where babies come from. Because you just see it happen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my dad was a farrier, horse trainer, breeder. Yeah. So, so every time I was growing up and some guy said, it's as big as a horse, so I'm like, I fucking hope not. <laughs> and they'd be like, what do you yeah. mean? I'm like, dude, you know how think big a yeah. horse is? Yeah, think about the logistics of, of, of horse sex. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not for the... No, no, just, just no. Absolutely no. <laughs> so, inquiries really want to know, is Skip shy, yeah. or is he just super ornery and hide it? I am almost paralyzed by my shyness, and I it's kind of almost exhausting for me to be unshy, but it's not that I, I'm just a little, like, reclusive. I guess shy may not be the word. I'm not big on groups and parties and, and right. um I'm I'm like that actually. I'm an I'm an introverted I'm an introverted extrovert or maybe I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm probably an extroverted introvert because I like my core people and home the best. Yeah. However, if you get me in front of an audience and I'm talking about something like I'm knowledgeable about, I can stand up in front of. Well, I mean, I've sang in front of a few thousand people, so. I've, you sure. know, talking, telling jokes, that kind of stuff. I'm comfortable on stage, so to speak, but I'm not necessarily comfortable, like, in a party-type situation. In a small – yeah, when, when, the, when the people actually have faces. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, do you, I mean, do you find that that's kind of the same for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can, I, but I can, I can face it pretty much anywhere, but it's exhausting. It's exhausting right. to be at a party – you know, I go. I only went to parties because I had to. I had no desire to be there, and I hope that doesn't turn people off. Or something. it's just, um, I'm just. <laughs> you don't have to be a party home. animal for us. You do you. Yeah. No, I'm not a party animal. Not not a social butterfly. <laughs> yeah, but people need to understand that part. That doesn't mean that you're boring or whatever. I mean, I'm not a party animal either, no. but I. I <laughs> I'm not a party animal either, but I've also um, have an extensive working knowledge of uh, sex, sexual history, tantra, etc. So, y'all spent your time drinking, and I spent my time studying sex. Now, <laughs> my liver's fine, and I know how to give somebody an orgasm two dozen ways. What about you? I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, Skip, you're not boring. Do? All the stuff that you've done. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I just, I've never been really super social, and I, it took me a while before I realized, you know what, it's okay. I don't, you don't have to be super social. You just, not everybody is. Some people love hanging out and being in groups and big groups and parties. See, and, and, I, and I actually never would have gotten that because you and I talk every day on Facebook. Sure. That's a little different. Um, and you, you and I kind of 
I mean, it's easy to talk to you. Um, you're not judging me. You're mostly just asking me questions. And, um, or harassing you. I mean, you know, <laughs> harassing me, which is fun. I mean, that's all good nature. Um, yeah, yeah, I told him I was charging I hubs just, for every picture I liked. Well, you've got and he said, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stockpiling the hugs. Well, I'm still waiting yeah, for you to come you know, to Oklahoma for a photo shoot sometimes because, you know, not only do I have the horses, but I can also get the birds of prey. Oh, my God. I showed my son that picture of you with that hawk on your shoulder. Was it a hawk or a golden eagle? Um, no, it was a hawk. Yeah. yeah but, um, the, uh, uh, she was a Harris hawk, Valkyrie. Um, that's right. And then I have one also with an owl. Ritual. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But I've never Birds landed Ritual. I've, I've actually landed Valkyrie. And then when yeah, Robert proposed to me... Um, I got to land the hawk that day too. Oh, I know, and the, the ring was on the little thing that, that was I so like cool. To do. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that, that interests me. I, you know, I see a bird of prey, I see a hawk swoop down and pick up a snake or a rabbit or something. It's like oh yeah, I still want to take. I still need to go with Bob. And the, well, maybe you can come sometime when we take him hunting, like in the fall. Yeah, because he takes yeah, volunteers. That stuff is just amazing. I would love to see that. Absolutely takes on you. Love it. You spent time yeah, in the Navy. Oh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, I did. Do you have a favorite um, like port of call that you got to visit when you were in the Navy? Um, you know, I was I was shore based. I was P three, so I didn't do a lot of uh, I didn't do a lot of international. But I have been to uh, like Rota, Spain. P threes. We have a big P three uh, base in Rota, so I've been there, and I've been to uh, I've been. Good little bit of Europe and a good little bit of the Far East. Uh, but favorite, um, I was actually stationed in Newport, Rhode Island for a little while at uh, QB Point. Rhode Island is an amazing little town, an amazing little state. I was in Newport, and um, it's just one of those places that uh, you can get from one end to the other on a bicycle, which I actually did. But that right. was kind of my favorite. Uh, old and uh, Cliff had, you know, um, cliffs down to the shore, down to the water and just fancy homes and wow. little tiny, yeah. Okay, it, so I have kind of quaint and cool. I have two questions for you and then we're going to take pull Sherry back online with us. So the first question I'm going to give you because okay. I'll give you time to think about it and answer it whenever you want. Is okay. there a question that you've always wanted to answer that no one's asked you? Oh, okay. Wow. And now that I've asked that one, I've probably forgot the other one. Do you see what it's like to be me? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay, now, I'm going to preface yes. this with this is a situation only people. Skip is married, okay? Everybody understand that? All right, now, <laughs> let's say in alternate universe, Skip was single. What kind of women do you, are you drawn to? This is just for, you know, our readers out there. We like right. our book boyfriends. Well, I mean- I'm answering this one first. Yes, and then you can answer the other one either before I pull Sherry on or just sometime before the end of the show. Okay, well, let me answer the second question first. What kind of women am I drawn to? That is kind of uh, – here's what I'll tell you. I wind up uh, very often with cancers, and I don't know if <laughs> you know what that – 
what cancers are like. And, I, you know, it's not like I seek them out, but I would say probably 60% of the women that I had any true meaningful relationship, cancers. So That's um, why we get along so well. Yeah. Are you I'm a cancer? cancer. I'm a cancer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would explain it. I mean, because you're just easy to talk to for me. And I think typically cancer women are, I just don't have a hard time opening up and, and we, talking we, to We them. tend to be good listeners. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. So good listeners. Um, and I probably would say attracted to someone who's not like big on the nightlife and partying and carousing more into. You like homebody. Like, like, like you'd rather yeah, do family things than party things. Family things or eclectic things, things. Because I have, you know, my dog training, my little uh, frustrated cowboy side. I have some uh, interests that probably aren't very mainstream. Um, so no, but there's still lots of fun. I mean, how can you go wrong with dogs yeah. and horses? Just saying. You can't. You can't. But I think there's probably a lot of people that it wouldn't be the least bit interested in either one. Um, and I'm not saying they have to be exactly like me or have to like exactly everything that I like. But there's certain things, like when I met my wife, I basically told her I have dogs, I go to the gym, I go to Redskins games. Those three things are non-negotiable. You can have everything else. I'll do <laughs> anything else you want. But I, I, those, And I remember saying that. And I, at that time, I was, you know, in my late, my late 30s. So it was like, I'll just throw this out there and see if it works. <laughs> I'm not sure about it. I feel like that. I like I Honest. Honest is so good. I wish more people would do that. Yeah, because I'd been doing those things for so long, and it wasn't something that was going to go away. Um, and I, I would be, I would have been frustrated in a relationship where I had to compromise and and, and give up those things. So I was like, you know Great. what? Those 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 things are kind of uh, not hallowed ground, but it's going to be kind of uh, those things are kind of mainstays in my life. So. And I was fortunate awesome. enough to find somebody there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So not, not, All right. Would you like to answer the first question now, or you want me to bring Sherry back on first? Um, the first question was a question that I would like, that I've never been asked, that I wished was asked or something along those lines. Yes. Okay. Let's bring Sherry back on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's a tough question, isn't it? You guys have time this to take Miss Sherry. Yeah. yeah. Sherry, did you bring Millie with you? Yes, she's here. Hi, Miss Millie. I miss you. Who's Miss Millie? <gasps> Millie? Her puppy. Oh. She is my, she's my little Chihuahua mix rescue. Yeah, Sherry came and spent a week here. Jesus. And she survived and everything. Wow. I mean, we don't. We only had to put her in the mental hospital two days after she left. But other than that. <laughs> <laughs> I survived. I had to sleep the whole next day when I came home. But, you know, I survived. <laughs> That's a long drive, though. Yeah. It was a long drive. But we made it. And, I mean, literally, we got home at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. We all went to sleep. And then... I didn't get up until like five o'clock that I night. I was like, "Sure, are you alive?" 
Her and response I was, was only barely going back to work. Yeah. It was, I was exhausted. Yep. Who's your favorite bands? Like, musically, who are some bands like? Well, band musicians. Um, I think, you know, I have, again, I have a, a pretty wide variety of music that I listen to. But I always tell people if I got stuff like where I had to grab up five CDs or five albums or whatever we call them now, and I was going to be, you know, either putting them in a time capsule or I was going to be traveling to Mars and I only had could bring five albums along. It would be Eric Clapton would definitely be in there. And I, I love Clapton. Eric Clapton. It, it's it's kind of weird, but he's not weird at all. He, he's a blues musician. A lot of yes. a lot of his stuff that people are familiar with that he did, you know, he did some more mainstream things, but if he says that he always took the blues in and he, he's, yeah, he goes from Delta Blues to Chicago Blues to he, he just covers the whole gamut, and he's like a yes. kind of an Actually, it's, it's, for the blues. It's, because of, it's because of him that I got more into blues, like BB King, and um, yeah. and then yeah. I was totally stoked when BB King and uh, Willie Nelson did Milk Cow Blues together because my mother was a that. huge Willie Nelson fan, so that was just fun. Yeah, I had that. CD with them. Uh, that's one of my favorite CDs. In fact, Jimmy Vaughn's on it and BB King's on it. It's a phenomenal CD. Um, but yeah, Clapton. Clapton. You know, I love a lot of musicians, a lot of artists. Um, but if I had to pick one and just say that's my favorite, I would, I would probably just say Eric Clapton because he kind of covers a lot and he's real humble about it. You know, if you listen to him yeah. talk about music, he. Um, he breaks it down in dummy terms. He'll tell you why he plays what he plays. He's a phenomenal musician and a phenomenal guitar player, but he doesn't talk down to you when he's explaining things. Yeah. I actually so, wish that Prince wouldn't have been so shy because he was so creative. I would have loved to, like, pick his mind more. Almost definitely. Yeah, I almost mentioned him. Um, he's definitely oh. right up there. It's, he could play anything. He could play any instrument. Like a virtuoso, you know. He, well, you know, he get anywhere near on the guitar. He really became popular mainstream yes. about the time I became a teenager and got into hormones. And all those yeah. wonderful yeah. songs, yeah. "Darling Nikki," and it yeah. was just like, yeah, you can ask. It was like he was like there yeah, with you, like reading you. your, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and he course, was. Uh, Different kind of cat. I was crying. I remember exactly where I was. I was driving home from work when I found out that he, when I heard that he had passed away. I was blown away. I'm like, he was such a. I was so sad. Individual. Such, yeah, oh my God. Um, and then, you know, we, we'd lost David Bowie a few months earlier, and he's, you know, oh, God. But we've lost a bunch lately. That was, that, yeah. Of, so uh, many fantastic musicians, and, um, you know, Kiss is probably my favorite all-time band because my dad, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him, but for my eighth birthday, he gave me a turntable stereo with an eight-track um, and his Kiss collection. Yeah. Albums, Kiss collection albums. And yeah. every time I'd go see him, we'd go to the um, the used record store, and he'd get me a new Kiss yeah. record. So that's my era, that, that era of rock. They, well, they have like always been my favorite because of that, and I've always stuck with them. And the fact of the matter is, 
I like Gene. I mean, he can be a dick, but he's just a really like, yeah. this is who I am. This is how it is. And, and an he, interview. He was the, the showman. Uh, you know, there was just a show. It wasn't just a band. It was an entire show. Well, yeah. You know, they I mean, they, like they're that. the ones that uh, started the pyrotechnics. They're the ones that did the drum rides, yeah. the drum kit rides. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff started with Kiss, and and you know Gene is actually the one that found Van Halen, like and gave them their yeah. leg up. Yeah, it didn't it didn't hurt that, that Eddie Van Halen was one of the most ridiculous guitar players of all time. No, and but. actually Gene said that in an interview not long after Eddie passed. He's like, yeah. it, it it was Eddie's talent and parents that that you know that that did it, man. I was yeah. just. The guy who happened to stand upon it and had the opportunity to do something with him. So, yeah, that was, I think, sure. uh, pretty cool. Yeah, um, TV shows. Do you have like a guilty pleasure? Day. I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, I, I, I think I was saying that a lot of times talent alone won't get you there. So the Gene Simmons connection was, you know, vital. For, right. Uh, well, you know, Gene talks uh, about that too, the fact that, um, that and the fact that, like, musicians aren't really musicians anymore. Most of them don't play and they yeah. can't sing without auto-tune. It's all studio productions. Not all, yeah. but there's a lot of produced in the studio. Um, yeah. It's like Miss Music. You know, they just make they just make crunch out stuff that's going to sell and it's here today and gone tomorrow. It's got no staying power, but nobody cares and uh, just move on to the next thing. Yeah. Now, do you have a like a, a guilty pleasure TV show? Oh boy! You know, I back when I was a kid, I used to watch, and this is going to date me, but I used to watch. Um, the guilty pleasure was probably that I love Lucy and Green and yeah. that uh, I, I used to watch all those shows in a row. Um, and, and the old and Batman, bang, boom, Andy Griffith. Yeah, you know, I still watch those shows. Uh, I go to those more than I do the modern ones. I'll go to the – since I work I by myself pretty much, and, and I'm home. Yep. It's either Robert and I or he's at work. So, you know, I'm here a lot. So I'll just put, like, the old TV shows on in the background just so it's kind of like that comforting kind of home thing. You know, you hear Aunt B yeah. or, or you know, something like that. Now. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. I got my son into. Uh, I got major into Twilight Zone. I used to watch the Twilight Zone. It's so weird, but it's it so is. well produced. And if you, um, you know, I, so I haven't unique. watched the new episodes, and but I like the old ones. Loves it. Um, the old ones. Yeah, we watched the old ones. Um, the ones that Jordan Peele has done. Jordan, have you heard of Jordan Peele? He's yes. A, he's a um. He's a brainiac. He's. A, I think he's probably a genius, but he does those. Um, Twilight Zone episodes like Rod Serling, and he he did his homework. He's not just trying to make a buck off of a name. He he you know he gets to a T. He's got those things, storyline and the intro and the the quirky um, camera angles. He he's got it. He nails it. And so we watch we watch both. We watch the old school Rod Serling. We watch the have you seen the the old school the one with Shatner it. with the thing on the the, the edge of the, the plane? Yeah, yeah, the thing on the wing. Yeah, I think yeah, that's when his like overacting started or something. It was yeah, yeah, that that yeah, over the top. Yeah, that's 
Yep. That's one of the uh, one of the more iconic episodes. Um, and the first time we watched it, I told Mage about it, and he was younger, and he was scared to see the thing on the wing. And once he finally saw it, you know, by today's standard, it's not really that frightening looking. Back no, I mean, then, when, when I was a kid, scary. it scared me. When I watched it as an adult, it didn't. But when I was a kid, it scared me. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I guess I rambled on a little bit. The Guilty Pleasure Show, uh, maybe twice. No, keep rambling. I like it. Uh, are you a Trekkie? <laughs> not at all. And I, I have a story about Star Trek. And I'm probably not a Trekkie because it came on at 5 o'clock. And all my friends would go inside and watch it. We'd be out playing football or playing baseball or something. Everybody would scatter to go home and watch Star Trek. I was having more fun playing whatever we were playing. Right. So it was always a, it was always a little I was always a little bitter over Star Trek. But my son likes it, so again I've been to the movies and watch it. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not a Trekkie at all. I won't I won't lie about that. That's all right. You don't have to. What else, What about Star Wars? Star Wars, I like. I like Star Wars. I remember the very first episode, or the very first movie. Saw it in the old school movie theater, Aspen Hill, and uh, oh, it was yeah. one of the first big Dolby. You know, the Dolby sound that sound was behind you and over the theater. Yeah, 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 that's what that's what I like about um, Star Wars. It's just the over the top kind of. It feels like you're in in it. You know, you're not just sitting there watching. It feels like you're in it. Yeah, um, it was amazing. Stories are great. Stories, yeah. It's the whole, it's again, it's the whole production. Um, but probably not like my top, top pick to go to see a movie. But I always enjoyed watching it because it was just such a blow-you-away experience. Yeah, kind of like the first time you see Harry Potter, like the very first Harry Potter movie. Yeah. Son loves that. And I like him because he likes him. I'm seeing, and I don't want to dwell on my kids too much longer, but I, I'm getting to see things over again through them, you know, new stuff through them, stuff that I wouldn't have noticed because they're noticing it, that's kind of cool. I would have not paid Harry Potter any attention whatsoever except for my kids, especially Mage, and he, uh, you know, kind of introduced me to it. And so I'm watching because he's watching, and, wow, that's pretty cool. (laughs) It's actually uh, actually a big time. That is pretty cool. It was, yeah. Yeah. I think I told you we went to, um, or actually I posted a picture of us at the Kennedy Center. We went to see, um, uh, which is the the Phoenix, the um, the Rise of Phoenix, Rise of Phoenix. So the National Symphony Orchestra is playing the soundtrack to it, playing the music score and the soundtrack while you're watching the movie. So you're looking down into the orchestra pit watching. Uh, Stephen Renicky, the conductor of the National Symphony Orchestra, he's conducting the hell out of this ridiculous orchestra while you're watching the movie. And it's oh just, wow! You talk about blowing, yeah, the acoustics in the Kennedy Center are second to none, and it's just it's just jaw dropping watching him work that. It's just crazy, and it's he's you know right right in time with the movie, just spot on. It's something. It's something to see. I was blown away. It's like watching a Saturn rocket take off. It's like, oh my god, that's crazy. He's there that good. That is. That I good. would love to see that. It's like kind of like that. That 
Yeah. Maybe the first time I saw um, Fantasia in at the 3D theater. Yeah. Was it was Fantasia 2000 when they did it in the big 3 3D yeah. ones? Yeah. yeah. So we had one of the um, yeah. the first like 3D style theaters in Indianapolis, and it was one of those like six story or seven story or whatever high you know kind of thing that you went to, and I remember like. My first husband wanted to go like way up high, and I felt like I was going to get a nosebleed. I mean, that's how high you were. But then you get on the screen, and the stuff just like washes over you, and you're like, "Wow, it was pretty amazing." That is very amazing. It's it's, uh, it's one of those things that you you kind of, it kind of sneaks up on you, like, "Wow, I was not expecting it to be that impressive." So, if you had a place to keep a horse and now, would you have one? If I had a place, yeah, I would absolutely have one. We were just talking about that the other day. Um, and I actually I saw a meme or something about um, how much effort goes into owning a horse versus how much riding time you get. And it's true. I mean, <laughs> horses are a lot of work. But, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're a lot of work. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely have a horse. I would, I would probably have two. And, it's, you know, Mage and I, Olivia and I have a lot of things in common. And then Mage and I have a lot of things in common. And Mage and I pretty much, it's more animals. He loves wildlife. He loves, um, you know. Well, tell him to put his gear on. Maybe. I have a filly that uh, needs to be broke. On our way. <laughs> like, all right. Actually, I really wish I had a pond because I just saddle her up and ride her into the pond. I think I need to answer that question, although I don't have an answer for you yet. You, yes, I, you um, do. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, actually, I don't get asked this, and I would think that people would ask me more, and maybe they're afraid to, but I'm a, I'm a black man that grew up in predominantly white Midwest in the 60s, and nobody ever asked me what that was like. Um, and I don't know that it's because they don't care or if it's because it never dawns on them or if it um, – no, I actually was one of the questions that it was something I wanted to talk to you about, but we actually ran out of time. We're like six minutes over now. So, okay. Um, why don't you give us an answer, and then why don't we make another time where we can actually expand on that longer? Because I would really love to know what that was like. Um, yeah, I don't want to bore everybody to death. It was. I could have bored um, to death. Think- no, yeah, I said I don't want to bore everybody with this. But so I think maybe that's where some of my reclusiveness comes from because there were a lot of areas where I felt like I didn't really fit in. And it wasn't because I wasn't welcome. It was because I just felt like I didn't really fit in. Um, and my out for that was I was really athletic. So, and I was pretty bright. So I never really felt like I was um, – uh, you know, I never really felt like I was substandard in any way. But I right. Just, do you, I, I do you think that was one of your driving good. factors in becoming, a, you know, successful in pretty much everything you touch? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, let's go through his bio, you know, just his bio. Um, if you didn't read it, you know, he lettered nine times in high school before winning his first letter at WVU as a freshman. Then he went on to have a career in the Navy. <laughs> 
before a successful business career and then third degree black or second degree black belt, um, IFBB pro. Uh, and let's not forget father of 16 year olds. I mean, that in itself is a lot nowadays because kids do so many activities and there's so much, so many things they could get into. Not that I feel that major or Olivia, either one or are drawn to that, but there are still lots of things out there that you as a parent have to be aware of. Um, so that, that's a lot. And then let's see hobbies, dog training. I was talking to you the other day when you were like, Oh, I'm playing guitar. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't talked on guitar yet. Um, yeah, I love, I wish that. You play, you play, that you play clapper? I, I do. In fact, the, a lot of the little boys he licks and runs that I know, I kind of learned just from listening to him. But it's the one thing that I've been drawn to that I don't have a natural aptitude for, if that makes any sense. Most of the things that I'm drawn to, I can do. Or at least I have an aptitude to do them and I just build on it. Guitar is something that comes with nothing but practice for me. You know, some people I know have picked it up and just gone to town. I don't, I don't have that. Right. But I'd, I'd also don't, I also realize that. So I've tried to not pressure myself and get disappointed. I just play it. You know, if it sounds good. It sounds good. If it doesn't, oh well. You know. And some things are just meant but I, to do to be enjoyed. Yeah, and I enjoy doing it. So sorry if it sounds too bad, but I'm having fun. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do, do you cook? Because I know you have the kids a lot. I do. Like in the evening. Like, yeah, but most of the time is not great. I mean, as far as I don't whip up a, a, a meal like your grandmother used to make. It's more, you know, I can I know my way around the grill pretty well, and I can I can boil no. noodles and put sauce on it, that kind of stuff. I don't really cook like a cook. I probably would if I had more time, but. We just uh, we just go boom, you know, 100 miles an hour during the week. So yeah. Um, uh, do we have a, a result? How did how did Olivia do in her her um, mock tr- trial? They did not win. She was a little bitter, but she wasn't all Darn that surprised. But, um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, I know. The um, the judging was really kind of odd, and she explained it perfectly. I understood exactly what she meant. She wasn't making an excuse because if she if she didn't do well, she's the first one to tell you I I, I didn't do well on that. And it really wasn't her that poorly judged, but uh, in this particular trial, but the way they the way the judging came out and the way the write up was done, it was just odd. And their their um, sponsor, the basically their coach, wasn't really too satisfied with the answers. You learn from it, but anything that's judged is subjective. So, you know, you do your best, and then the judges kind of give you a score. So you can't, right. you can't get too right. hung up on it. If you, if you did your best, you can't you can't get too disappointed. You know, it's a judge. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Now, when, when you agree yeah. to come back, will you, will you play guitar for us? I'll play a little bit. I won't okay. lie. It's not going to sound great, but I, I, I will play a little bit. I'll just bring my acoustic. I'll just play my acoustic. Hopefully you'll be able to hear it. Because um, if it's at this time of night, everybody, you know, I'll blow up the house with the electric. But, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> you don't want to blow up the house. All right. Well, um, 
as much as I hate to let you go, I also know that you get up before God uh, to go work out. So yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show with me tonight, Skip. And I look forward to oh, having awesome. you back. Uh, I hope some people called in and I hope they learned a little bit and uh, ho- hopefully they'll call back and learn a little bit more. But I had a blast. I had a really good time. and I appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on. Good night. All right. Take care. Night, good night, everybody. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 